0: morning everybody. Welcome to Ignite. We're glad you guys are here this morning. Uh, my name is Russ. I'm the pastor here at Ignite and just uh, want to welcome you a special welcome to those of you that maybe are here for the first time this morning, uh, maybe friends or family of, of uh, people getting baptized. We're so glad you're here. Um, A couple kind of announcements as we get going. Um, First of all, as you came in, there should have been a program on your seat. If you take that out for just a second, there's all kinds of great information in here. There's also a flap on the side. It's a communication card. If you take a second and just kind of rip that out, you can fill it out. And uh, it's the primary way that we can hear back from you. If you, wanna, uh, if you have questions about the church, if, uh, if there's, you want to let us know kind of what you thought of the, the, the service today or whatever, you can kind of just jot notes on that, put it in the offering bucket here in just a few minutes, or you can leave it on your seats afterwards, and we'll try and follow up with that in the, uh, the upcoming week. You can also sign up for different events that are coming up. Um, and we've got a special spot on the back that um, is a place for you to put prayer requests. If there's stuff going on, in your life, and you're like, man, I could really use uh, some people to pray with me on this, uh, why don't you go ahead and jot that down? We've got a team of people that pray for these things every week, and uh, we would love, we'd consider it a privilege to be able to pray with you. And so uh, you can do that. Like I said, you can throw it in the offering bucket a little bit later, or, um, or uh, just leave it on your chair, and we'll, we'll follow up with it in the upcoming week. Well, with that, um, I want to of call your attention to two specific things, one primary one, and that's next Sunday is what we call our Faith in Action Sunday. So it is the one time during the year where we actually cancel our regular church service and we send everybody out to be the church uh, in the community. So we go out and serve and all that kind of stuff. And so if you show up next Sunday at 10 a.m. here, it is not going to be what you expect because we will already be out and in the middle of serving. And so what we do is we're going to be meeting at 8.30 a.m. What time? 8.30 8.30 a.m. We're going to meet here for prayer. We're going to huddle up as individual um, teams, and then we're going to send you out all over the city to kind of be the church. And so it's one of a, one of our favorite services. Uh, so is baptism, but it's one of our favorite services uh, during the year, and uh, just would encourage you to be a part. We've got all different kinds of great service projects going on. I think there's, I don't know, nine or ten of them, something like that, that we've got. And uh, I, we really want 100%—this per- isn't like a, a sleep-in Sunday you're like, cool, we don't have regular church, we're going to sleep in. No, we really want 100% participation. We want all of us, uh, all the people that consider Ignite to be kind of their church, we want all of us to sign up and really to, to be sent to go and to, uh, to be the church, to serve people, to, to go. Uh, it's a part of making disciples, so what, we've been, what we've been talking about here as a church. So, uh, man, there's some neat things we're doing. Actually, in this place, we're going to use it. Uh, next Sunday to do kind of a spa day. This is a women's event for, for women from some of the local um, homeless shelters. We thought that could be so cool to just kind of bless them. And so uh, for some of you women, you might be like, oh, oh, I'm all about that. Like, let's let's sign up for that. That would be awesome. That would be a great place uh, to sign up. We've got some, uh, I'm trying to think, we've got, oh, we always do um, stuff with kids. Um, so we've got like even our little ones, we've got kind of child care for them from ages like, let's say, three through oh, I don't know, whatever, um, third grade, fourth grade, something like that. Uh, if, if, you, if parents, you don't feel like they're big enough to be on the, on one of the work sites with you, uh, you can have them be a part of this. But And there's child care, but also they make packets for homeless people, and then we put them in the hands of our people. And throughout um, the summer and, you know, the next month or so, we can actually hand those out to homeless people as, as we're uh, going about our, our – uh, our work, our job, our lives, that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's some neat opportunities to kind of do that kind of thing. Um, and so that's always cool. We've got some ramps we're building, a ramp we're building for um, uh, an older person that's just having a rough time. Uh, we're painting a house. Uh, we've got, oh, I forget the name of it. Um, oh, shoot. Glendale Commons. So it's just like three or four blocks down the road. I'm, gonna, I'm turned around in here, but whatever. It's three or four blocks down the road. It's a really cool opportunity. We're going to do some, some uh, kind of fixing up of houses and kind of cleaning up of, of some of the stuff there. And we're going to work with uh, some of the people that live there. And uh, it's a great opportunity. We, so we've got all different kinds of service projects. My, my hope and my encouragement is before you leave today, make sure you stop by. There's a welcome center. There's sign up sheets out in the welcome center in the, in the lobby area. Find one that fits you that you'd be excited about, and uh, we've got a little description of each at the top of the sheet, and then sign up today. It really is a super fun, um, it's a super fun uh, week, but it's also a, a powerful week as we get out of the church and actually go to be the church. And so, you with me on this? So next Sunday, are you going to show up at 10? No. We're going to show up at what time? 8.30 here, we're going to pray, and then we're going to go be the church. So plan on joining us for that. The week after, uh, I'll just mention quickly, we'll have our stakeholders meeting, which is kind of, if, if you are a part of Ignite, if this is like your church home, your church family, we'll, we'll encourage you to stay after the service the following week. And uh, you'll kind of hear some, some vision and, and some business about where, where we've been, some celebration, and then some where we're we going in the upcoming year. And so it's going to be, it, it's a great few weeks around here. So glad, you, glad you're with us, glad you're here. Well, with that, I'm going to pray. We're going to transition into the message for the day. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. Um, We thank you for your mission. We thank you for your church. We thank you for the work that you're doing in us and the work that you're doing through us. Lord, as as you are a missionary God, so you send us out as a missionary people. And I pray uh, even today as we celebrate baptism, even today as we hear from your word once again, I pray that you would inspire us, that you would challenge us, that you'd fill us um, with your spirit, with your power, with a sense of your presence, and that we would just have that sense of your voice calling us to go and to to make disciples, and that we would live that out uh, with our lives as well. We love you. We need you. Just come and speak. Come and open your word. Come and and, uh, just encourage our hearts and spur on our faith, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I am glad you're here for our fourth and final week of a series that we've been doing here at Ignite called Simple Discipleship, and it's based on a passage uh, from the Bible. It's Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. It's something known as the Great Commission, and it has been something we've spent about four weeks on, and and we've said, actually… These are kind of the, the final words that Jesus leaves, some, some of the final words that Jesus leaves to his followers, to his church, about how you and I, people like us, people that are followers of Jesus, how we are to live our lives, the mission that he has given us to live out uh, in in this world. And so we've been saying, sometimes we make it super complicated, you know, like a checklist of things that we got to do this and this and this and this and and that, then we'll please God. And we said, actually, he makes it incredibly simple. It's in two sentences, right? And he says, this is what I want you to focus your lives in on. Just no matter what you do for a living, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're an executive, a cat, if you're on an assembly line, if you're a builder, if you're a, you know, baker, a candlestick maker, whatever, right? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter because he He says, I have given you a mission. And so um, three weeks ago, we spent a lot of time talking about the going and making disciples kind of thing. And we talked about it's got all of these have kind of two components. The first implication is that you and I would live our lives actually as disciples, right? Which which is kind of the first thing is followers of Jesus. And we said, man, that's the thing. But, But then he says, he sends us out and he says, no matter where you go or what you do, I want you to learn to see your world and your life through this lens of going and making other disciples of Jesus Christ. This is where the good stuff is at. And and we talked about, uh, uh, you know, kind of just learning to to start praying and to start looking and saying, God, would would you teach me to see with, with your eyes? Would you teach me to approach my life this way? So much of our world just encourages us to live lives that are focused on me right? And on whatever's easiest and just whatever I want, whatever, whatever. We said, that's not, that is not to be the case with followers of Jesus, right? We are about Him. We are about His mission and His kingdom. And so it's learning to, to view our lives that way. And then the week after we talked about, and we looked at, we said, you know what? He goes on in the Great Commission, says, not only does He, does he call us to make disciples, but He says, I, don't know, I want you to make disciples, and then I want you to teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And we said, well, again, two implications. The first one is, how am I doing with this, right? It's, it's one thing to just say, oh yeah, I believe in, you know, generosity. I believe in serving the poor. I believe in, you know, God being number one in my life. I believe in, we could say, oh yeah, I believe that. We could check that off the list. We would know when to raise our hands, and when, when that should be, we'd be like, oh yeah, I can get a, the right answer on that. But if we're not living it out in our lives, if we're not actually practicing generosity, if we're not actually serving the poor, right? If we're not actually putting God first and learning to to, you know be transformed and become more and more and more like if we're not learning to obey, then in all honesty, we're living out our own form of Christianity. Right, It's kind of a man-made religion. It's what we were singing about earlier, right? Knock down, uh, you know, the the walls of all my religion. We're not saying that that has nothing to do with following Christ. That's the man-made parts of that. We said, no, it's not about a man-made, comfortable, I come to church, I put in my time, I check the box, and then I live however I want. We said, no, disciples are followers who actually follow Jesus, who actually learn to obey. Now it's not a it's not a a, a works based salvation. Of course not. We talked about that, right? But it's but it's a learning to uh, as as we learn what God wants and what He says through His Word. It's us by faith actually learning to put it into practice. He said that's what that's what God wants. That's a, that's the desire. It's simple, right? He says, "I want you to make disciples and be disciples, who learn to obey." And then last week we talked about this was so important. You know, we talked about the next part because he sandwiches this whole great commission. He sandwiches it between um, kind of two things. And the first one is he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he says, and I'm with you always. And so he doesn't just send us out in our own strength to go and live as and make disciples and to obey. But he says, no, no. here's the thing. I'm going to infuse you with power and I will be with you. And your job We talked about this. We said, you know, he provides the the extra and we just provide the ordinary, right? Our job is simply to come as ourselves and learn to obey and follow where he leads and to go as he leads. And as we do that, we get to see God's power lived out through his church. We get to see God's kingdom come in greater ways. This week, uh, I'm just going to, like I said, we're just going to wrap up, and we are doing it simple on purpose, but we're going to talk about going and baptizing, right, because that's what we're actually doing today, is uh, we have the privilege to uh, to be able to baptize five more people uh, this week, and so uh, just cool stuff. It's one of our favorite services uh, here at Ignite, one of the coolest things we get to do as a church, and so we're just going to kind of dig into that a little bit and talk about what it means and what it looks like to go and baptize, and, and why we do that and what that means. So with that, let's read through the Great Commission kind of one final time. I'll make a few comments, and then we're going we're gonna to get to baptizing. This is going to be a short one today, so stick with me. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says this. Then Jesus came to them, to his followers, and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, because of that, therefore, he says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, he says, to the very end of the age. That's interesting to me. That that part, I mean, in this great commission, this, these kind of final words of Jesus, the, the, the standing orders that He leaves to His church, it's interesting to me that He includes baptism in that. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I, I get the whole go and make disciples. I get the whole go and teach him to obey and obey, right? And I, and I get the whole go in my power, in my authority, and in the in the name, the mighty name of Jesus. I get that. The thing that's interesting as you read through is so you're like. And t- and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You kind of read through that and think, huh? Like, that seems a little bit out of place. I mean, isn't baptism just a religious man-made ritual, right? Isn't it just something that we do? do you know, just kind of splash some water, you know, pour some baby on a—or you know, pour some water on a baby's head or dunk somebody in some water. I mean, what's—what is the big deal? Why does it get elevated in this kind of thing? what, what because <laughs> Jesus said so, right? <laughs> Lee's going to preach for me today, and so, you know, if you need that, we're all set. But exa- that, that's true. Jesus did say so. But I want us to look a little bit more closely of, like, what is baptism really about? Why is it a big deal? Why does Jesus elevate it? Because it's a big deal to him. In fact, if you were to read through the Gospels, read through the, the, the kind of the, the Gospels are just kind of the biographies about Jesus that are in the New Testament, Uh you start seeing baptism shows up a fair amount of the time. Jesus himself chose to be baptized. I mean, he's set an example for us. I mean, think of this, Jesus as in God, right? I mean, he came, he was baptized, and not only that, but when he was baptized, he, came, he comes out of the water. The people that were there got to see the Spirit descend on him like a dove, it says, and then they heard the voice of the Father speaking. I mean, this is some significant stuff. This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him, right? This is, this, is what he, this is what God says. And so, like, not only did Jesus model it, but, like, God kind of puts a stamp of approval on it. saying This is a big deal. Throughout the New Testament, you see the teachings over and over saying, believe and be baptized. There's all these verses that go and say, you know, Jesus teaches his followers, obviously, in the Great Commission, right? To go and make disciples and baptize them. It shows up again and again and again. Uh, throughout the New Testament. It's, it's a huge deal. It really is. And so, I, again, I find myself asking and saying, well, well, why does this get elevated? Why is it such a big deal, and what does it mean? Like I said, we talk about this pretty much every time we do. Baptism's here at Ignite. And here's the deal. Here's what I want us to kind of get out of the day. Is that Jesus really isn't excited about simply dunking people in water. He's not really into just the religious ritual that, that sometimes baptism has become. It's more a matter of what baptism represents. And from a New Testament perspective, and this is what we say, we talk about, we say from a New Testament perspective, we as a church, we believe that baptism is really kind of two pictures and a proclamation. We talk about this, right? And so I'm going to run through these real quick um, just to give us some picture, Because all of us come from different backgrounds. Some of us have never been around baptism before. Some of us uh, grew up, in, like I said, in, in, in settings where we sprinkle water on babies. Some of us, you know whatever. Uh, Some of us do immersion, some of us don't. There's all this kind of stuff. So I want to just say from a biblical perspective, two, uh, two pictures and a proclamation. The first picture, and I think this is what Jesus is getting at, some of this kind of the imagery stuff and what it represents. The first one is a picture of a washing away of our sins. The word baptism that gets used in the New Testament literally means to be immersed, to be washed, to be made clean. It's a picture of what happens inwardly when we put our faith and trust in Christ. The Bible says when we, when we trust in Christ, we are made clean. Our sins are washed away, right? There's, there's, a, there's a cleansing kind of part of that that, that, that comes when we put, it, put our trust in Christ. And again, Acts 2.38 says, repent and be baptized, Peter says. And it literally is to be washed, be baptized, be immersed, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of of your sins, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God says baptism is like being washed. It's a symbol of you getting clean. It's sort of a picture of almost like taking a bath when you're really dirty, right? It's a, it's a pic like the outward expression is a washing away of the dirt and the grime and the junk of your day or of your week, and you are made clean. God says the same thing is true as we put our faith and trust in Christ. Jesus cleans out our hearts and our minds. He purifies us and He makes us clean just as if we never sinned. He washes away our sins. There's something powerful about being baptized, about being dunked under the water, and as it washes over you, remembering that because of Christ, because of Jesus, we too are made clean on the inside. Second picture is one of new life and uh, There's all kinds of, I'll just read the Romans one. It says, we are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead uh, through the glory of the Father that we too may live a new life. But there's all this imagery throughout the New Testament of, of, being, of, of dying in baptism and being raised to new life. And, and again, it's a picture of what happens when we put our faith and trust in Christ. It says we are made new, right? We are given new life. The old has gone. The new has come. There is a new life that has been given to every person who has put their faith and trust in Christ. This is, these things are central to the message and the understanding of the Christian faith. And it's imagery that's displayed in Baptism. We talk about this sometimes. I joke about it with people that are getting baptized. But the early church used to hold people under, right, for a little while. When they'd baptize them, they'd hold them under for a little bit until they were almost out of breath. And they'd pull them out until people were kind of panicking, right? They'd pull them out of the water. They'd come up and go, (gasps) and they'd be like, yeah, you were dead in your sins. But Christ reached in. He saved you. He pulled you out. He put air in your lungs, and he has given you new life. Now go and live in the power of Christ in that new life. Go and live that out. It's a powerful image of, man, and, and you'll hear, we're going to play through stories here in a little bit as people are getting baptized, and you'll hear it again and again. Man, I was dead on my own. Stuff was not going well. I was wrecking my life. I, I was born into the sin cycle, and there's all this crap going on in my life, and Christ reached in. He saved me. He pulled me out, and he has made me new. It's one of the coolest things uh, about baptism. It's this imagery Baptism reminds us that we have been rescued by Christ, that we have been given new life. The air again has filled our lungs and our spirits, and that because of God's grace, there is forgiveness available to us. There is new life available to us. Baptism is a picture, outwardly, of what happens inwardly when we put our faith and trust in Christ. So it's two pictures, and it's a proclamation, meaning it's a it's a way to proclaim and say, you know what, I belong to Jesus, to public declarations, going public with our faith, it's saying, you know, God, with your help, I'm going to follow you and serve you and go with you the rest, of, the rest of my life because I am a follower of Christ, because I belong to you. We read Romans 6-4 just a second ago talking about being buried in baptism and raised to new life. It goes on, verse 5, and says this. If we have been united with him like this in our death, we will certainly also be united with him in the resurrection. The word united is the same word that, that the New Testament uses to talk about oneness in marriage. It's a picture of intimacy and association and connectedness. And so it's what, it's, what it's saying is it's saying we've been united with Christ and baptism is sort of a picture and a proclamation of that. It's saying, you know what, I belong to Jesus. I am now a, a part of God's family and with his help I am going to worship and serve and follow him all the days of my life. Baptism is a public declaration. There's something powerful about standing before your friends and your family and sharing what God's done in your life and declaring that you belong to him. It's pretty simple. Jesus commands us to get baptized, and he doesn't do it, I don't think, because there's something special about the water, right? I got it out of the tap <laughs> the same way. There's nothing magical about that kind of, that kind of a thing. There's nothing—I uh, don't think Jesus commands us to do it because it's super churchy and he was into the religious rituals kind of thing. No, I think it's more a matter of what baptism represents. It's meant to go hand-in-hand hand with us putting our faith in trust of Christ. It's, it's a picture and a reminder of what happens when we trust in Jesus. Our sins are washed away. We are made new and we are included into Christ, right? There's oneness and into his family. And we proclaim before our friends and our family and our church and say, you know, Christ has changed my life. On my own, I screwed it up, but he is redeemed and he continues to restore and redeem me. He has made me new. And with his help, I want to keep following him forever, right? Today, tomorrow, the day after that, on through to eternity. Isn't that awesome? Jesus says, go and make disciples, and be disciples, right, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Spirit, right, centered around the gospel, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded, and surely I'm with you always, to the very end of the age.